Welcome to the Rethinker Podcast, asking the why questions to connect faith with culture. Rethinker Podcast. My name is David Litwin, and I'm excited and honored that you chose to join me today. The Rethinker Podcast is generally going to look at scripture, ideological viewpoints, parables, etc., and in certain cases, do a rethink. If you listen to the first podcast, you'll know that it is not a rethink of what God has said or done, but why he said or did it. The church has often taken a God said it, I believe it, and that settles it approach to scripture and then really ultimately to culture itself. I remember seeing that bumper sticker growing up. And back then, I thought it was a good thing, although it's still a bit arrogant. But today, I've realized that while it appears like devotion and trust, it actually shuts the conversation down. There's no need for analyzing. There's no opportunity for understanding the reasoning behind what God has said. You know, God himself actually addresses us in Scripture. In talking to the Israelites through the prophet in the Old Testament, God says, You follow me out of rote tradition learned by your fathers. But God isn't praising them. He's actually chastising them. He's basically saying, you don't know me, you just know of me, and that is enough for you, and I don't like it. Taken another way, David in Scripture is described after a man after God's own heart. Now, what does that mean? Well, Jesus says, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And I think we can add, but their hearts are far from my heart, what I care about, what I long to see occur with and through my greatest creation, humanity which is you and me, and then really humanity as a whole, as you will discover in these podcasts. Far from my heart. Because you chose to accept me without trying to understand me. In many cases, the focus is on obedience versus love. Now think about your family. When you were a young kid, you do things out of obedience to your parents. But as you get older, hopefully, as you see the loving actions of your parents and the reasoning behind what they say to you, then you do things with them out of love. I believe too many people have been content with just settling for obedience, perhaps out of routine, perhaps out of fear. But when we really get to understand this God that we serve, when we ask the why of God said, did this or said that, we begin to see a deeper love, not just for us, but for all of humanity. I believe that this can be found in the way we present the gospel, and I really think we need to rethink the timetable of our modern-day gospel message. Okay, first, what is the gospel? Well, the Bible makes it clear that the gospel is the message that Jesus preached when he was on the earth. The words translated literally mean the good news. We use the term today in some cases to reference our somewhat systematic presentation of the message of Christ. Let me attempt to outline what message is often portrayed, and many of us will remember this from the tracts we probably received when we were younger. So from birth, you were born into a world of sin and death. Because of the sins of Adam, you have been separated from God. And you, leave dis, you live disconnected from your creator and are destined for hell. Sin has blocked you from God. In fact, you've committed sins that have separated you from God. There's nothing you can do on your own to atone for these sins, but Jesus Christ came and died for your sins, sacrificing himself on the cross as the atonement for sin. His death paid the way for you to receive eternal life, and you need to accept this free gift so that you can experience the joys of connecting with God and other believers, and then when you die, you will be with God and Christ in heaven. That's what many people consider the main crux of the gospel message, and it was certainly the message I heard growing up and the message in many of the Christian comic books I read as a child. And let me be clear, it is 100% true. We are separated from God. Christ did become the sacrificial lamb for the atonement of our salvation. We must accept his free gift, repent, and be saved. We will see him again in heaven. The problem isn't the content, it's the timetable. 
And that actually makes a world, or for some it may even mean an eternity of difference. You see, that gospel message predominantly starts in Genesis 3.1 with the fall of man. And ironically, that actually starts the good news with the serpent. Because Genesis 3.1 says, And the serpent was more crafty than any of the other man animals. The fall of man becomes the impetus of that story, of that gospel message. In essence, it begins the message of the good news with failure. But the gospel doesn't start at Genesis 3. The gospel starts at Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 3 starts with the serpent destroying, but Genesis 1 starts with God creating. But how does God create? God creates the universe, the earth, and mankind in its perfect and God-intended state of being. Moreover, man was created in God's image, which you will learn in the next podcast just how wondrous and central the biblical worldview and to humanity that understanding really is. The point here is that the earth and man were created in a pre-fall form. That was God's intent for humanity. Perfection, wonder, purpose, communion, and community with him. And if God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, then his first action is always his intended action, meaning everything after a disruption in an original plan must be an attempt to set that plan back to rights. It's all been a redirect to Genesis 1 and 2. So instead of presenting people a post-fall message, here's what a pre-fall gospel message sounds like. We were first created in wonder, beauty, and perfection to be connected with our Creator in perfect harmony. He designed the world around us to be in concert with us, giving us every good thing because He loves us. Then humanity and its pride and fear was tricked into rejecting that connection. And God's perfect desire by His true enemy, Satan. Satan intentionally severed that connection and attempted to strip away the wonder, beauty, and perfection that God intended for you to receive. The enemy tricked man into dividing sin, disease, and destruction into the world and separated you from God's intention for you. God still loved the world and humanity, so he sent his son back to provide a bridge to reconnection with him through Christ's death on the cross. Accepting him brings you back to the desire he has always had for you, intimacy, beauty, and love for his greatest creation, mankind. Accepting this free gift, your mission becomes to spread that gospel, the good news to others, while fulfilling the Lord's prayer of thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then after your final breath, you will come into complete and wondrous connection with your Savior, Creator, and Lord to live in eternity with him. The point is, you matter. You have tremendous worth. You are incredibly special to the God that created you. He wants you to regain that intimacy, connection, and beauty that he once had with humanity. The power in this form of evangelism isn't in its presentation, but it's in its resonance. Remember that we're all made in the image of God. That image is inherent. Something deep down in us still recognizes that we were created as pre-fall beings. Something in us understands that we matter. I have seen this happen over and over again. It doesn't just matter what a person has gone through in their life, which is all post-fall circumstances. No matter how brutal it's been, when they are addressed from this pre-fall approach, Something inside him or her resonates with the message. It's a call to the kingdom. It creates spirit activation, and it cuts through the lies and schemes of the enemy of mankind. A pre-fall mindset is grounded with empathy, compassion, and love. We are all on the same playing field. We were all created to matter. Post-fall evangelism says, however unintentionally, that you don't matter as much as I do yet because you haven't bridged the gap between sin and death. You are still under judgment, and I am not.
Let's look and see really how the differences between these two forms of evangelism play out. And we, the two ways we can present the good news. So if we focus on a pre-post-fall message, then judgment becomes our fixation. If we focus on a pre-fall message, then we start with love. Amp sympathy is really the main crux of the post-fall message. But empathy and compassion are where we focus on pre-fall. Insider-outsider is how we treat people from a post-fall standpoint. But collective, we're a we in the pre-fall mindset. Goodness was corrupted by sin, or the pre-fall message is sin corrupted that which was good. Morality is the construct of a post-fall message, but concern for humanity becomes the way we look from a pre-fall standpoint. Failure, as I talked about before, sort of starts the the conversation, but inspiration starts the conversation with a pre-fall message. And you can look at it this way. When you pray about your culture, do you pray against the wicked people in our nation? Or do you pray for the effects of wickedness on the people of this nation? This is not to say that post-fall evangelism hasn't worked. It just hasn't produced the cultural transformation that should accompany the gospel. And it hasn't turned the world upside down, as the gospel is described to do in the book of Acts. Neither does it present the full gospel message. Apparently, these first two chapters of the Bible make a world, or better yet, a kingdom of difference. Well, that's it for this podcast. I hope it's left you considering how you might reshape the message of what is truly good news. If you'd like to learn more, you can certainly grab some of my books. Most are free on my author site at David W. Litwin. And there you can really get a 360-degree view of who I am, what I do, and what I believe. I hope you'll return again for future podcasts, and please reach out to me via email or Facebook or Twitter. All of that is available on my website. Have a wonderful day or evening, depending on when you listen to this. And remember to always live inspired. 